Hi, I'm Chelsea. And I'm Chris. And we are first-time parents. We are a mid-20s couple living on the east side of Seattle in Washington State. Our baby was born in the spring of 2020, and we are learning how to become parents while continuing our lives of outdoor adventure and home renovations. So come listen to our journey as we learn how to adapt parenting into our lives. Hey everybody, welcome back to Emerald City Parenting. That's right. This is Chris, Chelsea, and Jamie here for you. <laughs> We're all here hanging out because apparently you're not supposed to leave these babies alone. That's right. It's not quite old enough yet. Anyway, this is a special anniversary episode. It is Chris and I's third wedding anniversary, and uh, we really just missed Jamie's five-month update. So we're doing it now, and we're going to add some special uh, relationship topics as well. So let's start with Jamie, though. He's the cool one around here. So when he turned five months, um, which was 20 days ago now, uh, it was October 1st. He was just under 20 pounds, I think 19.8 and like 27 inches, I think. Um, so he's a, he's a pretty big kid. He's in the upper percentiles of his age. And, um, we know that because he is in nine to 12 month clothes clothing right now. Um, that's like what he's been wearing. I don't know. Probably for the last month. Right. Yeah. At least. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, do you want to say the other big news of his development? His teeth? Yeah. Yeah, Jamie got two teeth. Yeah, he got two teeth since we last talked to you guys. His front lower. The uh, right one started coming in first. And then the left one caught up. But it's interesting because they're both at like the same rate right now. I thought the one would always be ahead since he came in sooner. Yeah. <clears throat> but they're pretty even. They're pretty even. Yeah. Um. So that's been cool. So we took that as a sign that maybe he's ready to start eating some simple foods. And uh, we've given him some new things, which has been pretty fun. So uh, we technically started with like food other than breast milk at like one month. We started giving him uh, elderberry syrup and some vitamins um, recommended by our doctor just to like boost his immune system, keep him healthy overall, make sure he's getting all the nutrients he needed. Um, we kind of slowed down the vitamins um, just because it was it's hard to give them to him, not taking a bottle. Um, but he was still having the elderberry a lot. That's right. Um, yeah. How's the bottle status going, Chris? Um, it's not. <laughs> so I don't give him a bottle. Um, I guess I should or I wish I would. Um, he used to take a bottle really well. And then he got super fussy. And then he would just start screaming his head off. And one time I just calmly, you know, sat on the couch with him and, you know, let him throw his tantrum and see how long it would take before he would finally eat. And I sat there for about three hours until he finally ate the bottle. It was like over the course of two feedings. I think he gave him like six ounces in that amount of time. Mm -hmm. But either way, it was incredibly painful. Um, So now uh, I can just give him like some real food. Yeah. So really cool. After the vitamin thing, so I think when he was like between four and five months, maybe like right before he turned five months, I tried to give him egg yolk. Um, I've read that that's a really good first food for babies because it's 
super nutrient dense. It has a lot of really healthy fats. Um, we we started by giving him eggs from our neighbor actually. Uh, a neighbor like maybe less than five minutes away. She has chickens that she gives really high quality feed. And Chris actually found her initially. Uh, I was like on a Facebook post and she sells them, you know, a dozen for like four or five bucks. So we'll just pick those up. And I figured that was like the most natural, the most close to home food that we could give Jamie. And he, I just give you the notice in advance. He is such a good eater. Like he is happy to eat anything. He's just like excited to eat. So yeah, the first time I fed him like food from a spoon I made him soft boiled egg and just like drained the yolk out into a bowl and gave him that and he seemed to like it. And then I think like one or two times later, I actually added a uh, an organ meat uh, capsule into it. And so that's something I take is like a um, health booster. And I started taking more of them. I was taking liver, uh, like grass fed beef liver. But I ordered a like multi capsule of like many beef organs and then another one of liver and bone marrow. Um, they're kind of pricey vitamins, but I ordered them probably like maybe a month or so ago because I was losing a lot of hair. It was like once Jamie turned four months, it seemed like his nutrition needs went way up and like my hair started falling out. So that was not okay. And I knew that these like organ meat capsules and uh, bone marrow capsules had a lot of nutrition, like a lot of micronutrients and it's all really bioavailable because it comes from another animal versus if you take um, vitamins from a plant, you know, like beta carotene from carrots or sweet potatoes or um, omega threes from flaxseed or chia. Those are in formats that we actually need special enzymes to convert into the type we can use but if you get it from an animal, it's already in the format we can use. So I got those and I started taking them every day and my hair stopped falling out like, I don't know, less than two weeks later, maybe like a week and a half or so. And now I lose like a normal amount of hair again. So little side note, but that was a big improvement if you're breastfeeding and losing hair. So uh, since there's so such bioavailable nutrition, I added just one capsule to Jamie's uh, egg yolk and I would normally take like six a day. So I just gave him one and he was like totally fine with it. I think I put a little bit of um, like sea salt in there too. And he was totally fine. He was just like, okay, like this is good. I'll eat this and is like sitting in his little chair, wide mouth, like so happy to eat. He's fine. Um, do you remember the second food we gave him? Mm. The second food, was it curry? Hmm, I'm actually forgetting the order now. But <laughs> the other foods we gave, um, um, I yeah, I did make I curried curry vegetables. Was, that was pretty close to the beginning. Because I made us yellow curry and... Yeah, it was yeah, like trying to think. squash. Yeah, so I took yellow squash them. out of our yellow curry and like chopped it up really fine. And so it's basically like, you know, baby food puree, but with like coconut milk and curry spices, there's no, um, no dairy in it. Cause we're not going to give him dairy until he's probably a year or close to it. Um, so yeah, he ate some yellow curried squash. Chris and Jamie are just laughing at each other right now. They're super silly. Mm -hmm. And that was fun. He was happy to eat that too. 
Um, oh, it. we gave him avocado early on. We get avocado toast a lot. And I think we gave him that like right around the egg yolk time. Um, but he was like kind of unsure about it. He didn't really. I think there was a consistency thing. He was just like, this isn't liquid. What am I supposed to do with it? Now he you know? likes that a lot better. Yeah. We also gave him coconut oil. Um, yeah, we gave him coconut oil like on his binky early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he loves. So since then, he's had uh, sardines and, and salmon before that. Salmon. We give him like really, really tiny pieces of the fish, like less than a pea size, so that he can just like mush it with his tongue. Yeah. And he really liked the fish. That was kind yeah. of surprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what was crazy. And then what about the other thing when we gave him sardines? Oh, so when we gave him sardines, you know, fish like can be like a little bit, you know, dry, like somewhat of a dry consistency in your mouth to where Especially if you're eating it plain. Yeah. Like you want to rinse it down. So we filled up a little shot glass with water and just like, you know, he was sitting on his high chair. So we just gave him like little sips of water. And he loved the water. He would like dance in his chair and like kick his little feet when you would offer him the water. He loved so it. So funny. I didn't tell you what happened today. I gave him egg yolks today again. Mm-hmm. And then I gave him water after. But he would take the water in his mouth and a second later spit it out like on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first time he's like intentionally spit food out. And it, it wasn't like a I don't like it spit it out. But it was like he was like intentionally just like trying to make a mess. Because <laughs> he thought it was funny or whatever. Yeah. So that was, that was pretty ridiculous. And I was just laughing at him at that point. Like purposely just running egg yolky water all over his body <laughs> so oh weird boy. Uh, but yeah feeding him other foods has been really fun i don't know what you would call it if it's like baby led weaning or just like mom led we like i don't know what the name for it is what we're doing but yeah that's we basically just give him food from a little bowl on a spoon or we'll like give you know the little pieces of fish just by hand mm-hmm. And he does really well. Um, like on the the gross side of things, <clears throat> oh, like if we do, we also did mashed banana. Um, if we do the plant food, you actually recognize it in his poop. Like it still looks like the food, or it's like really fibrous. So that's what makes me think that it's some of the plant foods are actually too fibrous for him still. Yeah. While like the the animal foods comes out looking like his breast milk poop. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's like, you know, how he's been for his whole life so far. So it's probably good. Then he's like digesting it properly. Yeah. So his hair is also, um, turning Tainting. blonde and yeah. filling in more. He never lost hair, um, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And so Chelsea and I are both blonde babies. So we were kind of wondering if he was going to be a blonde baby and it seems like he might be. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But he is so interactive these days and he just, you know, smiles so easily at you when you're playing with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll he has, you know, toy blocks that he'll pick up and he can like pick up his binky and look at it and know which direction is the correct way to put it in his mouth. And that sounds really simple, but it's pretty amazing to like watch the progression, mm-hmm. you know, where a few short months ago he couldn't even like pick it up 
let alone put it in his mouth the correct way. Yeah. So it's so cool to like watch him grow. Yeah, it's really cool to see him figure things out and like just we're like getting to be able to buy him more complex toys and he's like understanding and playing with the toys he has. Um, my mom buys him tons of teethers. So he has all different shapes of things to chew on as his teeth come in. And I think he'll really appreciate that when there's more and more teeth. Yeah. He's sitting here laughing at us. Yeah. yeah he's a pretty cute kid. He's also really great. Um, I feel like just changing his environment, almost doing something surprising without scaring him um, is uh, a way I found that works really well for like to get him to calm down. So one thing that I've been doing recently is if he's like crying and we can't, you know, calm him down, you know, with anything that would normally work, then I'll just like put him on my shoulders, like give him, you know, like a little bear cub ride. And he <laughs> loves that. And he like plays with my hair and he usually makes him start smiling. Even if he's like crying, really upset, you put him up on your shoulders and he like calms down. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing to see the progression of how he like understands the world around him. Cause like he can, he can see as far as us and probably hear similar to how we do. Um, oh, and we started using sign language with him too. Just, uh, right now I'm just like indicating like mom, dad, our dog Xena. And, um, like I'm trying to do milk, but I usually forget it. Cause I'm just like holding him when I'm going to feed him. Mm-hmm. So, but I want to do that one more. So the goal is for him to be able to like ask for these things or, you know, recognize who's who before his like vocal cords can form the words. Um, and yeah, there was like one day where it really seemed like he like held his hand up to say mom, but I don't know. It was like, it's really early for him to do that, but it would be cool if he didn't understand. Yeah. Yeah. But he just does so many funny things and he doesn't have uh, ankles or wrists because so he's fat. so chubby that it just extends down. He has forearms to hands. Well, like sausage casing yeah, looking little, things. You know, cankles. And, <laughs> but he's a cute kid. So cute. We like him. <laughs> he's super mobile now, too. Like, yeah. I maybe not super in the sense of his whole life, but for his age, I feel like he can move around a lot. Um, he's like, he does like tummy wiggling and like barrel rolls. Yeah, he'll... He'll like pick a direction because he can't crawl yet. So he'll like pick a direction and then he'll just like roll like barrel roll over like three times yeah. to get over where he wants to go. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So like roll around. We have like a, um, what's it called? Like a little nomad play mat in our family room, I think it's called. It's like puzzle piece foam with like a pretty print on it. Um, so we have a bunch of toys set up there for him all the time. And, and there's jelly jumpers nearby. He's in that a lot practicing standing and jumping he, he loves that and now he's like strong enough that he can jump like so high off the ground that the spring actually like fully contracts which <laughs> is like oh man i guess we should you know make it a little higher again yeah yeah a raise it more, up a little bit a little more of a challenge more space to jump but he's got this little chair that we used to lay him in that well we still do but He's like outgrowing it so fast. Yeah, it's, it's like a recliner that like sings songs and vibrates. And when we first sat him in it for the very first time, there's a lion print 
like that would be behind him that he mm-hmm. lays on. And you Probably like the top half of the lounger chair. The top half. And you could see when we first put him in it, you could see the entire lion's face, you know, above his head. And now he's taller than the chair. And he basically he's in like another so couple quick. weeks, we won't be able to put him in it anymore because mm-hmm. it'll be too tall for it. So, so crazy. But yeah, wow. it's really like a good thing. I mean, early on he would just sit in it, but now we'll have it play music and stuff. But this past week, we've just been like putting it in the kitchen with us if we're like making dinner. And that makes him a lot happier because he just wants to be able to like see us moving around. Yeah. If like we can't hold him, sometimes that's good enough. Yeah. So that's been cool. He likes playing on his play mat, but you have to be there with him, which is fine. Mm-hmm. And so if we're making dinner and he's on his play mat, obviously we can still see him. But he, but is he doesn't like, know where we are. Right. He He is like, you know, 12, 15 feet away from us. And he wants to be like right next to us. So that's when the little chair was good because you sit him in his little chair and then you can just be in the kitchen with you and then he doesn't get upset. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's not really ideal for him to, you know, lay on the kitchen floor because it's like a main pathway to walk and it's all hard flooring. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we'll have to figure out what we want to do if he doesn't fit in the chair anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So sleeping has changed a lot. Oh, that's true. Um, so was he was sleeping really well. And then I think at 17 weeks, 16 weeks, 16 between weeks. seven and 16 weeks, he slept through the night. And then after 16, he stopped sleeping through the night. He slowly got worse. Yeah, he like started waking up once per night, which is like, well, this is annoying. And But I was trying to be pretty tolerant of it. You were like really annoyed in the beginning. <laughs> like, it was like even waking up once a night, Chris was like really upset. I was like, what's wrong with him? Like he sleep through the night. Yeah. And then, you know, you'd be like, well, you know, he's probably going through growth or something. And so I was like, all right. And then it was twice a night. And then it was three times a night. And then it was like And then quickly escalated hour. to like six times a night. It was like every hour. And then we got night. really fed up. And we were like, okay. So this kid is perfectly healthy. There's no reason why he's in he needs the upper to be doing percentiles this. of growth. Like he will be fine. So we kind of just made him sleep through the night. So technically we did sleep training at I want to say it was like 20, 21 weeks. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Um I I didn't know if we would do it and like when he started sleeping through the night at 7 weeks, I really didn't think we would. But then like his waking up overnight was just getting worse and worse like by the night yeah and it was like when people were visiting so then like one time we had our friends staying over like they came in from out of state and he woke up screaming so loud i felt so bad we had three friends over and you know they didn't say anything in the middle of the night but jamie is screaming his head <laughs> off and our house is not that big. So it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and we wake up in the morning, like the actual morning. And then I was like, yeah, you guys heard him last night? And they're like, oh, you didn't sleep so well. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, thanks for being nice. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so we put him in his own room and, you know, has a little baby monitor and all that good stuff. And, <laughs> you know, so we sleep trained him. And so now he sleeps through the night again. And yeah. he sleeps in his room. So we're like thinking that this is a good opportunity to take advantage of the transition to his room. We'll just like do both at once since it's already a change. So now he sleeps in his own room and he's sleep trained. So he sleeps through the night again. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. We just put his little sound machine on 
it has like six different noises, but I actually think he likes the ocean noise mm-hmm. the best. I was thinking that too. Um, he seems to sleep well with it. Yeah, the white noise. I, I don't know if it's like too. I don't know. There's some people just don't like white noise. Like, I don't like recorded white noise because I feel like I start to hear like the, the skips repeats. and the repeats in it. Yeah. Um. But if it, I think if it were like a fan white noise, I'd be okay with it. Yeah. I don't like the thunderstorm because it scares me. <laughs> Reminds Chris of bad camping trips. Right. Because I've been camping in like the middle of a thunderstorm before and it's it's really not fun uh but anyway um anyway so of all the sounds though i think he likes the the ocean wave sound mm-hmm. the best so we just put the little ocean wave sound on and put him in his room and close the door and he goes to sleep and wakes up at about 6 30 mm-hmm. um which is great we'll take yeah, that yeah, from I'd like 10 to 6 30 like, we'll take that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. I'm happy with that. And then he, when he wakes up in, like, the 6 o'clock hour, he just, like, comes in our bed, eats, and then goes back to sleep. And when I get up, I just leave him in our bed until he wakes up again around, like, and 9, give or take. He is such a little bum. He will stay in our bed, laying there, sleeping or not. No complaints. He'll just be there and <laughs> just be a little bum in bed. Oh, he's so much happier in our bed if you leave him there. He's, like, unhappy if you leave him in his bed when he's awake, but he'll hang out in our bed awake because he's like, all right, this is nice. King-size bed, pretty comfy. 20-pound yeah. baby, king-size bed, like, so funny. It's gigantic. But, so funny. yeah, I feel like he gets that treat for me because Chelsea wakes up and she's like, all right, let's get out of bed, up. like, immediately, and I'm always the one who will be, like, I could lay here for like an hour and like not do anything. Like that's fine. I'm cozy. Yeah. I just like being more productive in the morning, like being more productive at night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're we're really happy. And he previously he'd slept with a snuggle me. We talked about that. But we he seemed to like it without that because he ends up sleeping on his tummy a lot. Like put him down on his back and he just wants to roll into his tummy. So he kind of sleeps in like a child's pose now, which is it looks really uncomfortable, but he likes it. Yeah, I tried it out, and I was really <laughs> uncomfortable. I mean, my neck was cranked, and it put a lot of pressure on and my your face knees skin, and stuff. And my knees. So I don't know how he does it, but I guess it's because kids it's are all rubber. And they're little. They don't weigh anything. So whatever works for him. Yeah. So it has been sleeping well lately, and we really appreciate that. Yeah. It's good. Um. I think we covered most of the Jamie stuff, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so, in honor of our anniversary being today, um, we thought we'd talk about a relationship topic as well. Uh, so, something we have, like, read about is called Five Love Languages. And we've talked about it with, like, some of our friends and family lately. And... Like some of them thought it was cool, and we find it really like interesting. So we thought we talk about it on not here so too. Much. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Too. Yeah. <laughs> not everyone loves it, but everyone, you know, everyone, says positive things. Everyone could benefit from it. Oh, absolutely. It's really interesting, actually, just the the idea that different people like um, see love or give love in different ways. Um, so let's go over the five love languages just real quick. Yeah. Um, so there's quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, uh, physical touch. Did I just name five? 
now for what's the last one? Wait, which one did I miss? Well, anyway, uh, so we were realizing, you know, which ones, you know, we each enjoy that sort of thing. So it's gifts, acts of service. Oh, I I forget acts of service and that's Chris's best one. (laughs) (laughs) So it's gifts, acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation and physical touch. So they all, those are like simple ways of saying it, but I feel like every time we talk to people about it, they don't like really understand what they are. So gifts, like it could mean like bringing home a gift for somebody, but it could also mean like a meal out to eat, you know, or like something that you use up right away too. It doesn't have to be like a big, like a piece of jewelry or whatever. Um, and then like acts of service is really just like anything in like the household chore category or like what a lot of people called their honey-do list. Um, yeah, or like making somebody tea when they don't ask for it. Well, they could ask for it too, but yeah, it's nice. Well, yeah. yeah. Nice to do it then. Um, and then quality time is spending time together, really like paying attention to one another. Because I think a lot of couples, they may be in the same room together, but that's not quality time. That's just time. And um, I know a lot of partners that would appreciate more intentional time spent with them. So it's like, you know, where you might be talking about something serious. You might just be doing an activity you both like together. Um, Hopefully, like, not something screen-based because that's not very quality time either. Like, you know, Chris used to say when we would, like, go to the movies before Jamie, like, oh, yeah, doesn't this count? And I'm like... Well, not really, because we're both just, like, watching the screen, but really, like, quality time is engaging with one another thoughtfully. Mm -hmm. Um, Words of affirmation is just saying things like either compliments or thank yous, and I think that's another thing that in our modern society, we, like, act like everything's just assumed, you know, like, oh, well, Chris takes out the trash, so, like, I should just assume that he does that, but... It's, it's really nice. Or like, oh, I'm married to you, so you should assume that, you know, I think you're attractive. But I think it's nice in both of those categories to remind your partner and say, you know, like, hey, I appreciate you. Or, you know, thanks for doing that chore. Or you look really beautiful today. Or anything like that. And then the last one, physical touch, is kind of self-explanatory, but, you know, it could be... I don't know. I think that's one more, like, in-depth, too. Everyone assumes it's just sex, but oh, it's not. I was say it could include, like, cuddling or something like that, too. Yeah, yeah. Even just, like, hugging your partner. <laughs> hands. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, even, like, simple intimacy. Uh, and that's another thing that we get forgotten. So they split it into these like five groups. It's like a book and an app and everything. But I think the whole premise overall is like reminding people that we show our love in different ways. And there's, you know, there's even more than five. But it just like reminds us like, hey, you know, just because you don't understand why someone's doing this, like they really are showing their love to you, you know, especially in families. I think that's where we see it the most Mm -hmm. is our family members may show love in different ways than we want them to, but you have to remember like looking at it from their perspective, this is how they know to show you their love. Right. 
like I know that Chelsea really appreciates quality time, mm-hmm. but I always jump to acts of service through doing all the house chores and like working on the house. Yeah, Chris like really likes doing his house projects. Doing all these crazy things, but like that's not necessarily what Chelsea wants. She doesn't just want an errand boy all the time. <laughs> so it's funny. I know that's the opposite of what a lot of people have and, but once you once you have it you still want quality time too yeah so you know uh, talking about the love languages and you know it, it just really I think it's good for relationships because it helps people you know strengthen the relationship by playing off of what their partner like wants to see mm-hmm. you know that sort of thing so I just think it's a nice tool in the toolbox it is for the relationship the life so how do you think we've been doing with it? Do you think we're balanced to each other's needs? Or do you think I could improve to uh, meet your desired love languages better? No, I think that um, we're doing really well. It's actually one of my New Year's resolutions to yeah. like work on them. And I actually do think that uh, we're um, more balanced than more we used balanced. to be. Yeah, because we definitely um, do like hiking is a great example of like quality time that's uninterrupted. There's no technology. We're just like walking and talking and you know, that's, that's, we've been doing a lot of that recently. Yeah. Almost every week. Yeah. Can't really go anywhere else right now. Um, so yeah, I just think that it's really well balanced as far as for me, like I actually really like gifts, but kind of how Chelsea touched on earlier, like, I really value going out to eat, even if it's not the healthy option or the cheap option. It's just convenient, but I also just really like it. And I don't really know how else to describe it besides that I just really like it. So it's like a gift to me for me to go out to eat. I really appreciate that. You know, I'm kind of at an age and a point in my life where like if I if I need something for myself, I don't have a problem with just going and buying it so for her to like go buy me a gift might be fun but it's also a big gift for me to just be able to go out to eat if i want to and i think that um chelsea used to be kind of uptight and super strict about like a budget and like trying to make sure that we don't spend more than like twenty dollars a week eating out (laughs) And like all these other <laughs> oh man, things. yeah. Uh, the last time I was that low, and she <laughs> let off a little bit. <laughs> and well, that was I think really nice. a bit like it was funny because um, it's really typical for a lot of pregnant women to have cravings, as anyone might have heard. Um, but it was funny because while I was pregnant, um, Chris like commented that he thought I like wasn't a fun pregnant woman in the oh, craving yeah. sense I got I... Gypped. <laughs> she didn't ask for ice cream or pickles or any <laughs> or of the donuts other or like any oh, of the yeah. junk food <laughs> there was none of that i think there was one time where you wanted like fries or something well, and I was there was like, most of my pregnancy Ooh. i just really wanted breakfast sandwiches yeah that was that was, that was the primary one yeah and then like a little bit of spicy food at the end but do you remember the like opposing thing that you said while I was pregnant to that? No. Oh. Um, he also said that like it felt like I was more fun and that I like let up on all the things I was strict about. Oh yeah. Um, because like uh before I was pregnant, I was like really hard on us about 
getting up at like five or six a.m. to do our workout, and then like eating in a certain way, and like I was like really strict about all that. So for somebody who wouldn't mind staying in bed, laying there for an hour, not even doing anything, getting just laying up at there, like five twenty wasn't Chris's favorite. <laughs> yeah, I would much rather just get up a little later if possible. Yeah, so that was really common before, and then like I was pregnant, so I was like still working out, but. It was not going to happen if I had to get up that early because yeah. like sleep was just way more important. And then now since we've had Jamie, um, like we're, we're actually in a point where we're trying to cook at home more, but we had been like really quite recently, we've been eating out a ton just because like both of us are working like about 30 hours a week. Um, and then obviously taking care of Jamie and like all the other responsibilities of life. And neither of us really like cooking particularly. No, so, we actually really don't like cooking. Yeah. <laughs> Normally, if we cook at home, Chelsea will, you know, spearhead the whole endeavor and, like, do a crockpot meal. And then we'll have that, which is great. And it seems simple. I've never made one. It's um, Yeah, it's easy for me. It just takes, like, 20 minutes in the morning. And it's super healthy. Like, the ones I make are just, like, meat and vegetables. Or on that same track will like split the dinner responsibility so then it'll be like i'll make the meat and she'll make the vegetables it seems way more manageable then (laughs) it's less overwhelming because like all i have to worry about is cooking this chicken and then all she has to worry about is cooking this broccoli and then we put them together and And it's it's a meal (laughs) and then we'll eat like chips and salsa with it or something yeah super boring yeah super lame that's probably why we go out to eat too because our out food is so much more interesting <laughs> than our home food. Well, we like slightly more interesting things than that, but yeah. it's, that's like the basic profile of it. Right. Like, we do season it differently and we eat like fish and a lot of beef and stuff. Um, and then sometimes our, there's other factors before I go out. Like our power has been going out. Yeah. Our power's extreme out amount of time. We're like even less motivated to cook when we don't have yeah. heating elements. <laughs> so we, our whole house is electric and our power has gone out nine times in less than ten a months. year. Ten months. Yeah. Nine times. That's a lot. It's basically one month. And they're all like, I don't know, 12 hours or less. Yeah. Maybe one's been more. But it's like, you know, you get home from work and the power's out. Or you wake up in the morning and the power's out. Or... Right. And so it's, you know, averages once a month. But, it, you know, didn't go out in the summer for a while. So it's really compiled to, like, you know, around like the winter last months. winter and then now. Right. So, it went on a couple times in the summer, which is times. super weird. Yeah. But you wake like, up and the fans off and you're like, what's going on? You know, in the last week alone, I think our power went out twice. Yeah. So it's like, what the yeah. heck? But anyway, so that halts the food thing. So yeah, even those simple meals don't always happen. Um, and we also have really been liking going in avocado toast and lattes like when we're home together. Mm-hmm. Um, so we do that like a lot. So since we've been going out to eat so much, um, like it's happened, I guess, since we've had Jamie, we've been going out to eat a lot because like he's another big responsibility. So we don't want to go get home as much. But remember, Chris's love language, <clears throat> the gifts, the gift, gift of eating out. The gift of eating out. <laughs> so there's like multiple avenues of the positives yeah yeah so it's it's unbalanced in some areas and more balanced in other areas so we're trying to cook at home so bring it full circle Mm -hmm. 
talking to your partner about the five love languages and actually having a real conversation about it where you actually think about yourself and give a real answer instead of just assuming that you like gifts or whatever. Yeah, I think so many people do that. Like, especially like men. I feel like basically men assume women want gifts and women assume men want physical touch. Like, like, is that right? Probably. But see, also. And then neither of them want to give either of those ever. Well, so if a man is asked to decide what of the five love languages, you know, he'd prefer, usually if he's not, you know, willing to put in the effort to have a real conversation or if he doesn't care, then he's just looking for the easy out, whichever one comes to mind that you can put together like a half-ass argument for why that's the case and then like spit that out. (laughs) So that's not what I would recommend. I would recommend thinking about it because if your partner is, you know, interested in Oh, you're saying a man doesn't want to think about like what they want. Right. Yeah. So your partner is interested in... That's because it involves emotions. Hmm. You think? Oh, yeah, definitely. It is. It's a feeling to decide what you want. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Because when I first asked you, first, like, I Chris just thought the five love languages meant talking about your emotions. <laughs> That's what you <laughs> said for, like, the first three months where I would try to bring it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then once he got past that, <laughs> then he had to spend another three months thinking about which ones he would want. Yeah. And then, you know, we've gotten to a somewhat around what we are now point so that we are able to work towards balancing them more. Right. Because I basically started by telling him all he did was acts of service. Right. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, and we should, you know, have more of all of them. I remember I said that I wanted acts of service, but then you were like, that's not what you want. Yeah, because you don't want me more. to, like, take out the trash for you. You don't <laughs> yeah. care. You're like, no, I'd rather do it, please. Right. like, <laughs> I'd rather do it. So you're right. That's not – so it's okay to, like, take time to think about what you actually want. Because yeah. a lot of people don't even really know what they want. Right. Well, especially if you've been in a relationship for a long time and you mm-hmm. just, like, have these, I don't know, roles in your relationship of I do this and you do that. You don't even know what you actually want anymore because you're just so used to doing what you, like, quote, have to do. Yeah. So, but there's always time to switch it up. Yeah. You know, you're not going to die today, so there's tomorrow to work on it. It's true. Yeah. It's always a good idea to think about bettering yourself. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, to bring it back to this kid, he is laying here sleeping on my chest, which is super cute and cozy looking. One more thing that we did try uh, recently was we tried our um, on-the-shoulders carrier. Where, <laughs> I did not know where Chris was going around with this. <laughs> oh. So the, uh, I call it like the man chariot, but it's basically like the kid is sitting in a chair, so it has a back and everything. The brand is called Mini Meese. If you want to listen, if you want to look this up as you're listening, it's Mini M-E-I-S. And... You know, so the kid, like, sits on your shoulders. And it's really fun, but when you're hiking, you have to, like, think about branches as you're walking. Yeah. Um, And then it puts all of their weight on your traps. 
And so after a while, it can be like, wow, like I feel it on my traps. There is like a 20 pound human sitting on my traps and he's wiggling <laughs> around and reaching over the side and like doing everything. But anyway, it's really fun, though, to have them up there. And it's just a, another good experience of a different kind of carrier. We have a bunch of different carriers. Yeah, yeah. We talked about them before. Yeah, that we pull out But I think occasions. our overall learning... So, again, we don't have a stroller, just in case you haven't heard our many complaints previously. Yeah. Um, but our learning experience from doing baby carrying for this long now, we're coming up on six months, is just that, like, you kind of do have to do it regularly to be okay with it, or else... Like, you're not going to be able to carry your kid. So, we've been carrying Jamie in a baby carrier multiple times a week since he was born. Right. Yeah, that's very, <laughs> very important because if one of us isn't feeling great, whatever, like, we don't carry him for, like, a week, when you put him back on, you are hurting because this child is growing yeah. and he can gain weight faster than you can gain the muscle yeah. to, you know, keep up with him. So you need to wear him at least like twice a week or else you're really going to be hurting. Mm -hmm. I think it's also because Chris and I are generally really fast walkers and we like take him a lot of places, you know, like we take him to restaurants and ice cream shops and grocery yeah. store where like you walk slow and are standing a lot. But we also take him hiking, you know, three to eight miles every weekend mm -hmm. and then we'll like go to the dog park which is another like mile and a half two miles or it's actually really cool when like we, walk around our neighborhood for a few miles yeah since we had him like as far as the places we go and the things to do our life virtually didn't change we just bring him everywhere mm -hmm. that we went before the only thing we stopped doing was going to the movies and that was because of that's COVID. more so covid that's like why we yeah. originally stopped and then we just like haven't started again because of jamie right and because I'm a little sketched out by like large stores that are carpeted, mm -hmm. I, like like How Target germs they hold. Like, I walk into Target and like the lobby there has all the carpet and it just smells so bad to me. And I'm like, ah, like I just feel like it's ah. there's too many people there for carpet. It's got to be super gross. Mm -hmm. And movie theaters have carpet all the whole inside of that building is yeah. carpet. So that's a really silly reason not to go somewhere. But I'm going to use it as an excuse mm -hmm. for why I, I'm not going to pick it back up soon. Mm -hmm. Plus, it was a good experience, too. Like, Chris thought he had to go to the movies before. <laughs> it would be like, if he wasn't actively working on something, we had to go to the movies. <laughs> like, yeah. a lot of times, like, in the winter, it'd be, like, twice a weekend. Oh, yeah. Which is so pricey around so here. So pricey. We saw, like, like, we always get movie. snacks. Yeah. So every movie... But that's okay. Now we just like wait for it to come out. So we get Netflix for free mm -hmm. um, through T-Mobile. Through T-Mobile, and then our friend, our friend's family has Disney Plus, but they don't use it. So he gave Ooh, us a login, <laughs> and we're super grateful because <laughs> we get Disney Plus for free because of that's that. A good friend. So we also anyway. play a lot more board games now. Oh, a ton and of board games. And that's like a usually Jamie friendly activity as long as he's willing to just be held. Um, and, you know, not scream while being held. Then we can play games with each other. And we have some friends that will play with him as well. Yeah. So, like, they'll hold him and we'll play a game. Someone yeah. will walk him around if it's not their turn. And that's a much better habit than going to the movies, in my opinion, at least. For sure. And it's way cheaper, too. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you buy expensive board games, 
It's like if you play them more than four times instead of going to the movies, you've made money. Mm -hmm. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks very much for listening. Yeah, we appreciate you tuning in. We'll try to keep you updated with a six-month update next month. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got some more doctors and stuff coming up, more visits. Hopefully, we'll take him on a really cool adventure to tell you about. Oh, real quick. So, because Halloween's right around the corner, we dressed him up as a garden gnome. So, you gotta gotta check out my Instagram to see these pictures once Halloween gets closer. And we went to a garden that's somewhat close to our house. They had this little door, like, in a tree. And it looked perfect for staging for sitting this little man in his gnome outfit against this little teeny door in a tree. And he looks like he's at home there. And it's super cute. So, you should... Definitely check that out. Yeah. Yeah, Jenny took his picture again. So it's pretty awesome. All right, guys. Until next time. Oh, yeah. See ya.